0: Hello and welcome to Property Development Live Podcast. My name is Paul Merrick, I'm your host, and with me today
1: are... Martin Davis. And Margaret Ann Merrick. And today we're going to
0: go a little bit off on a tangent, if you like, as we will do on most of these podcasts. Of course, all of these podcasts are fundamentally about property, fundamentally about your business, fundamentally about development, and of course, in this current climate, fundamentally about how you deal with this situation. But today we're going to start off with something a little bit different. I'm going to share with you a poem that I think partly changed my life, gave me direction and rightly or wrongly made me the man I am today. And I'm going to ask Margaret Ann to read the poem and then we'll discuss how relevant it is in today's market, in property and on this
1: podcast. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you, except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds' worth of distant run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son.
2: That's If by Rudyard Kipling. So I'm intrigued why, Paul, you you suggested this. So what's the relevance today, do you think?
0: I think that poem never stops being relevant. And I think if you take each one of those sentences and think about what they actually mean, they mean dealing with adversity. It's about how to deal with life's adversities. It's about how to deal with whatever's going to be thrown at you and still come out the other side of it and be the man, the person, the woman, the nation
2: that we need to be. And I suppose it talks about overcoming your fears, doesn't it? Quite natural stuff. But tell me, how relevant is that to property and um, property development? I think where its relevance
0: comes in, is, is exactly that, Martin. It is, we are all fearful at the moment. The man, woman, or child who says at the moment that they hold no fear is probably a liar. But it's how we deal with that fear, how we cope with that fear, and how we overcome that fear. The reason I wanted to bring this poem in to today's podcast is when I was very young, in my early 20s, and trying to find a direction mm-hmm. in life, trying to find out the man I wanted to be, the business that I wanted to run, and the ethics and basis of that business, this poem had a huge impact. If you take each line individually, you can see that it's who we all would aspire to be, and yet quite often fail to be. And I like to remind myself in times of serious challenge, and this is certainly a time of serious challenge, in my business, in my personal life, and and for the nation, how to control my thoughts, feels, and emotions. This poem says it all.
1: It's important not to take the, if you can keep your head aligned, as though we shouldn't be panicking at the moment or we shouldn't be frightened. Because actually, although there is an opportunity in calmness and to be still and to think about where we are, we also need to recognise that it's perfectly natural to be panicking. You know, half of Americans are suffering mental health issues during the current pandemic. And we don't have any UK figures yet, but anecdotally, they're also seeing a rise. So even the World Health Organization is saying at the moment, concern, fear, stress, they're all natural and normal reactions. And I don't think IF is saying that we shouldn't have those, although it's saying, you know, you should keep your head. But it's about finding the space to be at peace with those emotions, to allow those emotions to recognise them and to take the steps that you need to to support yourself both mentally and physically, through the current crisis?
2: It's all about self-belief. It's giving you the opportunity to be self-confident. The first time this really impinged upon me was back a few years, and we were at a conference, we were both speaking, and actually we'd it had been very successful. We had done, done a fair amount of business, and at the end of it, I was certainly very up by it all, and Paul was the one who came back, and he was saying, "Yes, but we didn't do this as well as we could. We could have done that better, and you know that bit was um, we could have improved upon." And what he was doing is he was disregarding the, um, the the hype and focusing on the what we could do to get better. So this bit about perseverance, always improving on what you can do, having a plan, moving on to the next stage, and that was reinforced in spades. And which part of the
0: the poem does that, in retrospect, remind you of?
2: It's the section, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, what that is saying is that sometimes you're going to be up and get good things said about you, and sometimes you're going to be down and nasty things said about you. It doesn't. Things don't work. And it's being able to ride over both of those, irrespective of whether it's up or down, and still make progress. And I think that what strikes me about that
1: and
0: how I've tried to live my life and, and how this poem kind of really affected that was this thought that both success and failure are just imposters. In fact, you know, anything that happens to you in life, if you treat it as an imposter, if you treat it as something that's not going to be the beginning or the end of your career, the beginning or the end of your success, it's just another situation. Many years ago, I met a chap called Pishu Hindalani, And Pishu Hindalani sounds like a guru from India and actually was a truck dealer from Manchester. But Pishu Hindalani told me something one day. He said to me, Do you know, Paul, someone else will buy your goods. You will sell to someone else. And I will buy from someone else. And we will both live. And that was a really difficult thing to hear at that point in time because this was when I had a a different business and I was exporting um, commercial vehicle parts. And I was hoping that Pishu Hindulani would be one of my biggest customers of all time. And it turned out he wasn't a customer at all. The fit just wasn't there at that moment in time between us. But he taught me a lesson that was much more valuable than any sale I could have ever have made. He taught me the lesson that no deal, no one deal, no one situation, no one person will make or break your success. You will sell to someone else. He will buy from someone else and you will both live. So for me, that's the impact, the power of this poem is to realise that, you know, whether a thousand people in the room think that you have done amazingly well and you know put you on some kind of pedestal or whether a thousand people in the room disagree with everything that you have to say or whether you do a deal or whether you don't do a deal or whether you're seen as successful or whether you're seen as unsuccessful if you can treat all of that as the imposter that it is and just be yourself throughout that
2: then you will be a man my son so here we have a situation which is affecting us all. People are rushing around saying, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And I'm sure that there are going to be a number of people who are, have got property deals or property developments, which they're embarking upon and on hold. So how would you talk to those people? What I would say to them is that this too will
0: pass. It's that understanding that, yes, you can be in the middle of a, a tragic situation. You can be in the middle of a very intimidating situation. You can be in the middle of a situation that rightfully makes you fearful. But this too will pass because all things in life pass. So it's that ability to, to hold on, to not be driven by fear, but to be driven by fact. Let's, let's ask the question round this table and, and let's ask the, this question of the audience that are listening here today. Do you think that the coronavirus and its fallout will have an effect on the property market, Martin?
2: Yes, very much so.
0: Do you, margaret Ann?
1: Yes, I think it will, as it will on every sector.
0: So that's question one. Question one is do we believe the fallout from this is going to affect the property market and going to affect prices? Question two, I think, is, do we believe that ultimately, over a longer period of time,
2: the market will recover? Uh, Yes, of course. Um, Historically, it has always recovered. Just a question of how much and when.
1: Yes, I agree. I'm a great believer in the cycle of history, and there hasn't been any situation or time where the economy hasn't dipped and then come back. So, yes, I believe it will recover.
0: Because the equivalent that people keep talking about is not the crash of 2007, but the equivalent that people keep talking about is the 1930s, the crash of the 1930s. And the equivalent from a health point of view that people keep talking about is the Spanish flu of 1918. And yet, do we know, looking back at history, that property recovered from both of those events? Absolutely.
2: In spades.
1: Oh, definitely. I think most people won't even have really thought about either of those two events until they were forced to because of the recent parallels. But prior to that, most people wouldn't have really given them much thought.
0: And this was always possible that it could happen, whether it was a pandemic, whether it was an economic crash, you know, whether it was another war. There was always the possibility that property was going to be adversely affected by outside factors. But here's an even more important question. Do you think that even during this disaster, even during the point where the property prices fall,
2: is there opportunity? Well, inevitably there's going to be opportunity. Um there's going to be opportunity because people are going to want to sell, at sell at uh, reduced prices. I, 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 that is inevitably going to be case, and it's going to be maybe individuals, it's certainly going to be businesses. And it's just a question of being able to be
1: there at the right time. I completely agree. it It reminds me partly of the line in the poem where it says, you know if you can dream, because I think we can all, Actually, start to dream of different ways that we can work within our business or expand our business. It also reminds me of the Doris Lessing quote, which says, Whatever you're meant to do, do it now because the conditions are always impossible. I don't think we've ever had conditions that were ever more impossible than the the current ones seem to be. And yet there's a lot of truth in whatever you're meant to do, do it now, because there will always be a reason not to do things. So we may need to adapt how we were thinking of approaching projects. We may need to change our timelines slightly, but we can still definitely go on and do things. And actually that action, that planning, that dreaming, is integral to coming through this. If you can dream and not make dreams your master... If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. So what
0: does that mean? Because that's that's very highbrow for a very lowbrow show like this.
1: But what does that
0: mean? What that means, even at this time, even in disaster, you can still dream. And actually, you can still make those dreams come true. Think about the realities that you can do, the things that you can do to make that dream come true. So it's interesting. Martin says that, He believes there'll be opportunities because he'll believe that there'll be a reduction in prices. The bargain hunting philosophy of property development, I will buy it cheap. It's never been my philosophy of the buy it cheap. It's not necessarily where the opportunities lie. I think the opportunities lie in a much more complex answer than that. That's the simple answer, and yes, It's certainly true that some people will panic and bail out of property. And, you know, there's an argument that said they were never the right people to be in the property business in the first place. But for true property professionals, which is who we want to aim this podcast at, we want to aim this podcast at you if you see yourself as a property developer in the good times and in the bad times. If you see this as your career as opposed to a side hustle. If you see this business as your life commitment, then you're on the right podcast. Because we are property professionals. This is what we do. And we need to do it in every climate, in every adversity, in every market. And there is lots of opportunities in this market. Yes, there will be some properties that are for sale, below market value, but there'll also be lots of people who need help right now. So let me give you an example of that. Let me give you a real practical example of what you could do. Let's say there's a business right now who is really struggling, but they own their own premises. And that business are struggling for cash flow. Could you, at this moment in time, could you offer to buy their premises and still let them work from there? could you do a buy and rent back to a business that is having troubled times but isn't a failure? I think you could. I think you could do that very easily. I think there will be a huge amount of opportunity to do that. I think there'll be opportunities to do that if you want to buy the bargain at below market value. And I think the borrowing's still out there to allow you to do that. So here's a thought. Maybe you don't look to buy the empty property that nobody wants to live in and nobody wants to rent. Maybe you look to buy the commercial property that's already full, that has a tenant in it, who at the moment is an owner, who is having some financial difficulties, but you know and they know that at the end of this crisis, their business will return. You could offer at this point, right now, to buy their premises, to rent them back, even to give them a free rent period to see them over these troubled times and to have a commercial tenant for the next 10, 20, 30 years. There's an opportunity that doesn't arise every day of the week, but there's an opportunity that would come directly out of this situation.
2: I remember the first time you mentioned that, Paul, um, as something you had done in the past. And... um, you 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 made the comment that you saw a great big grin appear all over my face. Absolutely fantastic sort of this um this buyback idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. And of course it's absolutely appropriate in the current climate. Because to go back to the poem, you
0: know, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you. In other words, if you have the self-belief that that business will turn round and that that tenant will be here in 5, 10, 15, 20 years' time, regardless of what everybody else in the media and in the marketplace is saying. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, then you can make some really good decisions during this very intimidating, fearful, and frightening time. One of my favourite Warren Buffett sayings, when all are greedy, be fearful, and when all are fearful, be greedy.
2: Is the fear a lot to do with people are fearful when you get into any period of uncertainty? It's not as though we've been through a... um, This is not a 2008... I've been in this
0: business for 25 years and I wouldn't pretend or lie and say this is just like anything else. It is not like anything I have ever lived through before in my life, business or personal. But I don't doubt one thing. If we can keep our heads when all around us are losing theirs, then we can see great opportunities and great success from this situation.
1: Yes, I think it ties in with the poem where it says, if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they're gone. And really it's about having the will to hold on. And it's also about if you can wait and not be tired by waiting. And I think the property industry actually has a slight benefit there. We're in an industry that's used to waiting. We're used to waiting for decisions, we're used to waiting for councils, we're used to waiting for supplies, we're used to waiting for tradesmen, and it's actually just about recognising that we already have those skills, we already use them all the time in our business, and we're just extending out our waiting periods slightly at the moment, because there's so much uncertainty. I think a lot of people will be feeling vulnerable, and they'll be feeling that their businesses are vulnerable, that they're livelihoods and their lifestyles are at risk in the current climate and that I suppose ties in quite nicely with the the verse where it says you know if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss and I think the most important part of that is losing and starting again at your beginnings it's important To view the current setbacks, if you're having them in your business, and of course we're all impacted by the pandemic, it's important to view it as a blip, not an end. So it's important to consider that you will come through this, to put infrastructure in place for when your business is ready to come back again, or to put infrastructure in place at the moment to try and lessen the dip that your business is going to have. So one of the things that may give comfort to the person referred to in the poem is that they made the decision to risk everything on a turn of pitch and toss, whereas we are all currently in a climate where we didn't decide to gamble, but we've found ourselves in a situation that's rather high risk. And it's about finding our own peace and comfort with that. And I think we can find the peace and comfort from the next line, where it says, you know, you can lose but you can start again at the beginning. And so we can find comfort from the fact that we can start again at the beginning. And rather than be daunted by that, we can see it as an opportunity. There's an opportunity to put infrastructure in place so that we have risk assessments for anything that could be thrown at us in the future. It's an opportunity to possibly streamline our processes so that they can work, In a climate where we're social distancing, where we're in isolation. It's about starting to look at if we're building up, how what we're building can actually be better than what was there before.
0: And one of the things I have always liked about property, and I think you should remember this, and I think if you're going to take something away from this podcast, maybe this should be it. Property is never a zero game. What do I mean by that? Property is never a zero game. Well, remember that property whether it goes down in value or whether it goes up in value, always inherently has a value. Now, there'll be businesses out there today whose stock at the end of this will be valueless because, you know, it might be perishable stock or it might be stock that has gone out of date or gone out of fashion by the end of this crisis. But property's never going out of date and property's never going out of fashion. And we can argue and we can dispute about whether something cost X today and you sold it for Y tomorrow. But the point is you can always sell it for something. It always has a value. The analogy I like to use is that of going to the casino. If you go to the casino and you bet on black or red, you either win or lose. You either double your money or make nothing at all. That's not true in property. In property, whatever you own right now, whatever you choose to buy in this crisis, will always have a value. We are not in a zero game. So in this one, Kipling is slightly wrong. We won't lose it all.
2: One of the things I like about the the poem, right at the end, it has two lines which play very much towards time management when it talks about if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Isn't that a lovely way of saying be effective and not
0: just busy? And that's an interesting point, that point of time management. Are we going to manage our time during this crisis well? Are we going to obsess about things that we have no control over? Or are we going to focus on the things we can control? None of us can ignore the current situation, the pandemic that we are living in. And here on Property Development Live, on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and on the Facebook page, we will always address the current situation and the issues that we are living with. We won't obsess about them we will share useful, practical, sensible ways to deal with this situation. Think about how you can make the best of this time. And here at Property Development Live, we'll help you do that. It's been great to have you listen as ever. And of course, you can also find us on the YouTube channel and on the Facebook page. If you have any comments about the show, please place them either on the Facebook page or on the YouTube channel. If you simply go into Facebook or YouTube and type in Property Development Live, you will find our
2: pages.
1: So stay safe, everyone, and stay home. I've been Margaret Ann Merrick.
2: And goodbye from Martin Davis. Thank you for joining us here on Property Development Live.